In this episode, I'm exploring bias. Now, it's important to remember that I am by no means an expert. I am an imperfect human exploring, educating myself, and expanding my knowledge and understanding. This means there will be gaps and potentially gaffes. I'm vulnerably sharing what I'm learning, thinking, or experiencing, which is kind of scary to be honest. Before we dive in, I'd like to share a story with you. When I was a teen, I was on a high school trip to Toronto, Ontario, and we had some free time to explore a mall. As I sat with my group of friends, I watched a young woman walking toward the escalator. She had on a cute, crisp, white button-down shirt paired with a short, preppy, pleated, dark gray skirt. She was wearing a backpack and looked to be only a few years older than me, probably a university student. As she turned to step onto the escalator, I was horrified. I felt my face get red with embarrassment. It wasn't my embarrassment I was feeling, but my perceived embarrassment for her. It looked like in pulling on her backpack, she had inadvertently caught her skirt on the strap. The right side of her skirt was tucked under the backpack and her entire right cheek was on full display to everyone around her in the mall. So what does this have to do with bias? Stay tuned and you'll find out. Welcome to the Good Human Project Podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Norton. This is a community for good humans striving to be better and do better. Open your ears, heart, and mind as we explore the tapestry of human experience through brave conversations. Good Human isn't a destination, it's a journey, and I'm honored to have you along for the ride. Let's jump in. First, let's define bias. As a noun, aka a thing, bias is defined by Oxford's Dictionary as the prejudice in favor of or against one thing, person, or group compared with another, usually in a way considered to be unfair. As a verb, aka an action, it means to cause, to feel, or show inclination or prejudice for or against someone or something. Now, it's also important to differentiate between two forms of bias, explicit and implicit bias. These are sometimes also referred to as conscious and unconscious bias. Let's start with explicit or conscious bias, since I find it to be the one that's easier to explain. This form of bias refers to the beliefs or attitudes one has towards a group or a person on a conscious level. With this bias, a person is aware of their bias and expresses it directly. Often, if confronted, a person with explicit bias can, in air quotes, justify or explain their bias. In other words, it's something that, according to their thought process, makes sense and is justifiable. This is the type of bias that leads to overt actions such as verbal and physical harassment or intentional exclusion. If we think back to the young woman on the escalator, to be fair, there were other visible bottoms on display at the mall that day. 
there were girls in micro miniskirts or crop jean shorts. These other girls were explicitly displaying their bottoms. Like explicit bias, they were aware and made the choice to wear the bottom revealing items. Unlike explicit bias, they weren't hurting anyone. Next up, let's unpack implicit or unconscious bias. It's trickier and deserves more attention. As you may have guessed from the name, this refers to the attitudes and beliefs toward an individual or group that are not within the boundaries of our awareness. This is where things get tricky because implicit bias can be hard to see or control because it exists beyond our conscious thoughts or feelings. This means implicit bias has the potential to undermine our explicit good intentions or even our openly held values and beliefs. It's important to pause here and acknowledge that we all have implicit biases. I have them and you have them. That can feel daunting, but as good humans, we can approach it with curiosity and embrace the unpacking as a lifelong process. More on this later. Back to the young woman on the escalator. From what I could see, she was not intentionally flashing her bottom or aware that it was on display at all. Can you feel for her? Yeah, me too. Back to implicit bias. Although there isn't enough time in this episode to fully unpack them all, there are a number of types of implicit bias. Before I share them with you, how many can you think of? Let's start with the most commonly recognizable ones. They are race and ethnicity bias, age bias, gender bias, LGBTQIA community bias, and ability bias. A few other forms worth mentioning are affinity bias, beauty bias, name bias, and weight bias. Phew, that's a lot of implicit biases. I think it's important to pause again and share that as someone who wants to be better and do better, this list felt daunting. My brain started to spiral into wondering how many unconscious attitudes and beliefs might be in me for each of these types of biases. Then I started to worry about the unintentional harm I might inflict. Then I started to feel awful, realizing that whether intentional or unintentional, for the person who is harmed, it hurts. Period. Then I took a breath. A big one. Here's the truth. All we can do is what we can do with what we know at any given moment, and we don't know what we don't know. This isn't an excuse. It's a segue into what we can do about our implicit bias. I want to remind you and myself again that this is a process, a lifelong process, one that is never fully finished. That being said, this doesn't mean that there isn't incredible value in this process for us and the other human beings we encounter. In order to overcome bias, 
we need to bring it into the light. The first thing we can do is engage in some introspection and self-discovery. Set aside time to try to identify and understand your biases. Once you've identified a bias you hold, you can then build awareness around it and strategies for it. Be mindful that you're more likely to give in to an existing bias when you're under pressure or need to make quick decisions, which leads to the value of, again, the pause. If you're feeling stressed, pause for a minute, take a few deep breaths, collect yourself and try to examine the situation. At some point, even if you work really hard at it, our bias will bite us in the you know what. Ouch. You may even hurt somebody in the process. If and when that happens, do what you can to own your bias, the role that it played, and then take appropriate action to fix it if possible. So now what? Well, now we can intentionally work to be more mindful of bias as we move through the world, virtual and in person, and be more inclusive. It can also help to expand your sphere of influence to include different viewpoints, people, experiences, and of course, I'm going to say conversations. This can look like shopping in a different neighborhood, taking part in different cultural celebrations, volunteering with a nonprofit organization that supports an initiative outside your usual heart projects, or making a point to interact with people from other races, ethnicities, identities, orientations, and backgrounds. Now, you might be wondering what to do if you see someone else's bias on display. Well, this brings us back to me and the young woman on the escalator. Once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it, so I was faced with two choices. One, I could pretend I didn't notice that her skirt was tucked under her backpack. Or two, I could bring her bottom to her attention in the least awkward or hurtful way. Yeah, my stomach turned at the thought of running after her, but it felt worse when I thought about what I would want somebody to do for me in that same situation. I would absolutely want to know as soon as possible, preferably right when it first happened. She seemed like a not scary person to my teenage self, so I did chase after her and gently told her about her skirt situation. Excuse me, I said, your bottom is showing. As you might imagine, she was horrified and grateful. She quickly fixed the situation and kept on going. She wasn't rude, simply flustered. So like with the skirt situation, bringing attention to another person's bias is tricky. I wish I could tell you it's as easy as gently saying, excuse me, your bias is showing, but it isn't. It's a judgment call every single time. In making that judgment call, here are a few things you can consider. One, do you get the impression this is implicit or explicit bias? If it's explicit, you need to think about whether you are ready 
if this person decides to fight for their bias. Two, who is this person? Do you know them? Are they receptive? Is it safe for you to address this with them? Three, can you keep your cool? If you can't, your good intentions may not have the desired effect if the person reflexively goes on the defensive. Four, can you talk with this person? Ideally, you're looking for the opportunity to have a conversation. And lastly, will addressing the bias cause collateral harm to any individual or group involved? As you've probably noticed, bias is complicated and so are people. Add to this the fact that growth and change take time and it's clear why there isn't a quick or easy solution to bias. It takes ongoing learning, mindfulness, self-reflection, and commitment. I hope that you'll join me as we work to reduce bias both in ourselves, our communities, and the world around us. Hey, we covered a lot today, and I just want to say thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Human Project. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it. I would really appreciate it. And it also helps other good humans find this show. To learn more about The Good Human Project, visit www.goodhumanproject.co. Until next time, be kind, patient, and gracious with yourself and each other.